0: treadmill where we go back, back to, the to the past bad. and read some DC comics from their yester years of publishing. You can hear us every week on the weird science DC Comics.com podcast and today we've got a real famous real special story, don't we, Chris?
1: Oh yeah, it's one of my old favorites here. It's uh, Angel love number one uh, cover date August 1986, written and drawn by Barbara Slate with uh, Karen Berger on his editor. This had an on sale date. Of May 1st, 1986, and it cost 75 cents. Now, during the summer in 1986, most DC Comics featured a most curious house ad promising, among other things, at least a passing mention of cocaine.
0: Cocaine. Literally the only (laughs) thing I remembered about this until we read this issue. And you're not alone. (laughs) What
1: many (laughs) comics enthusiasts may not know is that this book actually (laughs) did exist. It came out later that year. Angel Love is a uh, New York transplant coming from a quiet corner in Scranton, Pennsylvania, hoping to strike it big as a cartoonist. Along the way, she'll face drug-addicted boyfriends, a vapid and more fun to read about a roommate, a bum who likes to sleep on her couch, and countless chatty cockroaches. Now, is this what life in the big city is all about? We're going to find out together as we check out Angel Love.
0: Yeah, and of course, first, we've got to tell you about the people involved. Uh, Barbara Slate. The writer and artist for the entire series. She was born May 9 1947. Started out working in greeting cards, and then in 1974 created the first line of feminist greeting cards called Ms. Liz, uh, which also became a comic strip in Cosmopolitan Magazine and animated feature on Today Show. So this was pretty lucrative for her. She was hired sure. by Jeanette Kahn in 1986 to create Angel Love and would later move on to Marvel to create Yuppies from Hell and Sweet Sixteen, in the Roman numeral. Uh, She has written for Disney Comics and Archie Comics and currently teaches graphic and sequential arts workshops and has a syndicated column called, You Can Do a Graphic Novel. Uh, Karen Berger, she was the editor in this case and she was born February 26, 1958. Majored in English Lit and Art History at Brooklyn College, graduating in 79 entered DC Comics as an assistant to Paul Levitz, and her, she was integral to the launch of the Vertigo imprint, and we're sure to talk about her uh, more in length when we do talk about that.
1: Yeah, I figure we'll just keep her kind of brief now, because we'll, we will be revisiting her, I'm sure. For sure. Now, before we get into the comic yeah, let's talk about New York City in the mid-80s, uh, where the story takes place. You had the Palladium Nightclub opening in 1985. This was by uh, Steve Rube- Rubel and uh, Ian Schrager, uh, who uh, had uh, quite a bit of success with Studio 54. Ed Koch was elected to his third term in 85. He's the uh, the how-am-I-doing guy.
0: Yeah.
1: And I he, think later went on to be uh, the judge on the People's Court.
0: He, he was the judge on the People's Court. He also did a radio show locally in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he was the, you know, this is little New York insider stuff, I guess, but, you know, he was... One of a long tradition of New York Democratic mayors who was uh, fairly corrupt and really didn't do a lot.
1: So <laughs> but he, had a, he had such charisma. He
0: had a lot of charisma, that guy, for sure.
1: <laughs> uh, Robert Chambers, the preppy murderer. He kills 18-year-old Jennifer Levin in Central Park in 1986. And big news to me and Reggie, the New York Mets win the World Series in '86.
0: Oh, yeah, that was great
1: hmm My mother hated baseball, so I had to watch that entire thing on this tiny little black-and-white uh, portable TV in my kitchen. <laughs> my,
0: my family didn't watch baseball either, but I did. I had a TV in my room, and I was watching the games, and I was the only one in the house doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a hell of a series. Yeah. Uh, the Knitting Factory opened in 87. Uh, you know, Point being, uh, New York was still an artsy, uh, kind of dangerous place. But by now the first inklings of commercial revitalization were coming. The nightclub scene was beginning to thrive south of Times Square. Increased wealth coming from the financial district brought a lot of young urban professionals, or yuppies, into Manhattan apartments, and that sets the stage for Angel Love Number One. Now the comic itself—it's sort of a, you know, the art style—it's not what you'd expect from a comic book, and that was actually part of the tagline in that ad. It's not something you you will expect.
0: For sure, yeah.
1: And uh, it's kind of a. Kind of Archie meets Disney, uh, adopting the best parts of neither. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it's 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 neat. It's consistent. It's it's you, you need to you need to like get a couple of uh, you need to get a couple of issues into it before you're really comfortable with it. I think.
0: Yeah, I'd uh, say by by the third issue, I was getting used to it and starting to like appreciate it for, you know, it's very stylized and yeah. often you know people will. Uh, have certain emotions that are repeated uh, visually over and over again. I don't know another way to put it, but, you know, you get used to it and you start to appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we meet the red-headed angel love. She's working as a waitress at the balloon restaurant on the Upper West Side. And uh, it's it's where she also where she lives. Uh, we get we get an address for her and her roommate a little bit later on as uh, 19 West 106th Street, which uh, is Upper West Side. Yeah. Now, the gimmick of this restaurant is that the waitresses wear roller skates and everything has hot balloons tied to it, even the balloon burgers. I did a little bit of research on this, and I'm not really sure if it's applicable, but it might be a reference to a restaurant called O'Neill's Balloon. (coughs) Uh, They called it Balloon because at the time it was established, at the time it was established in 1967, it was illegal to call a restaurant a saloon in New York City. Interesting. And uh, this O'Neill's balloon also shows up in the very last scene of uh, Woody Allen's Annie Hall. It's actually where they uh, set the camera up to record him and her on the corner.
0: Oh yeah, all right. Uh, it's been a long time. I don't remember seeing balloons in the restaurant, but you know, uh, maybe that was all part of the uh, shtick. Who knows?
1: Could have been. I don't. I can't say. It's just what what came up when I was doing my. Uh, Admittedly, uh, shallow research. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, Angel's talking to her friend and coworker Cindy about asking temporary bartender Don out on a date. Don's filling in for Mike, who's at Club Med, and and Club Med was like the thing to do in the 80s. Yes. You know, you go to Club Med for the weekend. You know, going to go to Club Med for vacation. There weren't a ton of other resorts, but that was just the hip yuppie spot back then. Uh, Don looks sort of like Don Johnson, I think. You you agree yeah, with that? It's kind absolutely. of like brown hair, feathered back, a little bit of a mullet going on, but, you know, stylized mullet, uh, insofar as the art can tell us. Uh, in, in This this first page is actually a splash page where we see the entire, you know, a big restaurant scene, and we do hear bits and pieces of people's conversations. Um, <laughs> so there's a Diane Keaton-looking lady who says, If you don't marry me, I'm going out with the other guys, and I really mean it. But there's an unfortunately curly-haired guy who says, here's Joe's phone number. Mm-hmm. Then there's a crazy-haired blonde lady who says, it's not that I'm afraid of commitment, it's just that I can't commit to commitment. And an old mustachioed dude says, you're a very complex woman. And she replies, yes, that's true, or maybe it isn't. This is a shtick running throughout the entire series. The entire series, yeah. <laughs> in fact, we often see these same people... Again, in, in future splash pages, although I don't want to make it uh, too lame, but, you know, they're sitting at different tables saying different things. Uh, and it's sort of, you know, hearing overhearing other people's conversations or seeing other people do stuff is sort of a running thing. For example, the fashionable new wave couple on the first page uh, oh, really? wearing sunglasses. One says, you're beautiful. The This is no, you're beautiful that happens in every issue we see this couple somewhere uh so it's it's this it's this funny thing and i wonder if it's just sort of like to show you how crowded new york is and like you you know you spend your day people watching people listening it's impossible not to overhear things uh but anyway it's a fun little shtick so angel love is swooning over don but she can't get up the nerve to ask him out and cindy says don's gorgeous sexy and rich i hear his family is loaded
1: that's the exact voice I would have given
0: her. I figured. yeah. <laughs> well, as, as as I mentioned later, you know, uh she is like the quintessential 80s Italian woman from New York. She's got like She's a Mrs. mullet. Lozini. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, precisely. She's got a mullet fro. She's got like the little bump, this Sylvester Stallone bump in her nose. The whole uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if you put a blonde wig on her, she'd be Madonna. So that's really that's all it would take. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel Love says she likes how he makes her feel, not his rumored family fortune. So, I mean, here's a guy she doesn't really know anything about. She just likes how she makes he, he makes her feel. So she means that he makes her horny. I mean, what else can it what else can it be? You know what I mean? What does he make her? You know, he makes her feel special by his shift at the bar. I don't know. Just it's say your presence. It. Just say it. Just say what you mean, honey. Uh, Angel Love notes that Don is moody though. Sometimes he seems into her. Other times he ignores her.
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder what that's all about. Mm. Now the uh, that un- unfortunately curly-haired fellow you mentioned earlier, who did, he dismissed the nuptial threat, uh, he begins talking to Angel as uh, she serves them their balloon burgers, as his girlfriend <laughs> so <laughs> sobs at the table.
0: <laughs> so messed up.
1: <laughs> He's totally over it. It's great. Uh, Angel, who's lost in thought about Don, finally realizes that this dude is hitting on her. So she dumps a raspberry shake in his face with real raspberries in it. They don't mess around at this restaurant.
0: Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a pretty classy touch.
1: Absolutely. it's This, this ain't from Concentrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Curly-haired dude's girlfriend is invigorated by this Defiant display, so... Uh, when he tries to get her back, get back in his good in her good graces, in his normal sleazy way, she punches him right in the face. Which I think you posted the Twitter earlier today.
0: I did. I said that I said that we'd be talking about a little domestic abuse. So I mean, he punches. <laughs> she punches him real hard. You know what she I mean? She cold
1: cocks him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: This, this is not just like a light slap. She she rears out and swings hard, and there's a pow, and uh, he's he's knocked for a loop.
1: But she instantly feels guilty. She runs know. to his aid and says, "I'm sorry. I love you." The curly-haired fellow replies, That was a great punch. Maybe we should get married. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) Don calls last round. Angel figures it's now or never. So she rolls up to the bar and sits nonchalantly. She goes, Oh, hi, Don. I didn't know you were working tonight. And she regrets saying that immediately. Don comes back with, I hope you don't mind me saying, but I've had the biggest crush on you. (laughs) Another thing that this series has is these huge panels with just like... Like an exclamation.
0: Yeah, just an exclaimed <laughs> reaction. Uh,
1: yes, and it, yeah, it'd be an angel going, You
0: do? It's such it's a, a strange giant... choice, because this art is so... not complex, you know what I mean? No, so it's, it's like it's, you're just seeing strange, a really yeah. a handful of lines on a on a panel.
1: <laughs> now, Don asks her out for Saturday, and Angel is just swooning with her hedonistic lust. And uh, by that we mean there's hearts floating around her yeah, head, and that, that's basically all that can be taken as. <laughs> Uh, Cindy leaves, thinking that Angel has asked down, Don out for her advice, and as we said, she's got that uh, that Roman nose and nice curly mullet that uh, that we uh, kind of attribute to uh, a certain.
0: Oh yeah, this <laughs> is Rosini for sure. That's this definitely is what Rosini. She is. So the next morning at the apartment of angel love and wendy thornbottom wendy's an aspiring actress being supported by her well-to-do parents she's, she's kind of, fantastic yeah she's a and she's very talented as we see throughout the series uh you know she's basically supported by her parents though her parents are wealthy we actually see her mom in another issue reclining on the couch reading magazines That's a great scene, too. and i love that uh but yeah so she's <laughs> you know she's living high on the hog and i assume probably uh this is why they can have a decent looking apartment on the upper west side even in 86 but it, it wasn't impossible back then uh this apartment is pretty funky there's a bookshelf made of cinder blocks and boards which was sort of the style of the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. flowers pan- planted in a coffee can and i noticed throughout the series flowers <laughs> well, well flowers are planted in anything like one of time, it's an orange juice container another time it's just sort of like a, it looks like a uh a, a soft drink cup, you know, but, like, whatever has an open end on it, they just throw flowers in it. Uh, girls, women, you know what I mean? They love pretty things. Sure. So uh, Wendy's, Wendy's practicing some lines for a snowy, showy laundry detergent commercial while Angel swoons over Don. And, you know, in this scene, I never got the impression that she was even auditioning. I think she's just reading for a commercial, just practicing. I don't know. yeah. I, I, I think
1: I, it's <laughs> for her own... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's for her own
0: benefit. Just to see how she would do it. So Wendy says... Well, Angel, what did you think of my performance? And Angel says, Sensitive and direct. But she's referring to Don, who she's been thinking about the entire time. And Wendy says, Really? Sensitive and direct? Oh, Angel, I'm so happy you like my work. And Wendy collapses on the couch, exhausted from all this emoting. Now then a cockroach decides to decides to surprise her. Literally decides. The cockroach, <laughs> yep. the cockroach says, I love scaring this one. So... Cockroaches have coherent thoughts, and as we'll learn, they actually speak to each other, and they, they have a whole little society. Um, cockroach reveals itself to her with a ta da thought balloon. So I guess she can't hear it, but she sees him, frightens my I'd like
1: Wendy. to think she hears it.
0: I, I really would too. I mean, I'd like to think <laughs> they, they, they reach some kind of uh, at least rudimentary communication, you know. So many cockroaches in this apartment, which, by the way, is very like New York apartments. I want to warn people who are thinking of moving <laughs> here but are afraid of the things. Um, so the the cockroach reveals itself and and frightens Wendy and then it scurries away to hide under a coffee table which is also a very common place for cockroaches to hide, they usually run under things, oh I could tell you stories there fellas, let me tell you I I have done battles with these things uh... Wendy asks Angel to kill the cockroach but Angel thinks it's pregnant and won't kill a pregnant roach. They all look pregnant folks. Just, just kill them. There's plenty, <laughs> there's plenty where those came from everybody. Like you're not going to diminish the cockroach this population. This is
1: genocidal. You yeah.
0: Believe me. Uh, the next door neighbor Everett rushes over. He's a recurring character. He's, he has a razor blade. I kind of like that. He's like ready to slice somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? because he heard heard Wendy's scream Wendy says she saw the biggest cockroach in New York City and I thought about the biggest one I ever saw was in a bookstore that I think was on 19th street yeah it was 19th street and between 5th and 6th used to be called Revolution Books and I kid you not this thing was 5 inches long it's the kind of thing where like you don't don't want to step on it because then you can't what do you do? You call the coroner to come with a body bag. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, I feel like you're gonna step on it, and then it's just gonna run away with you. You yep. know what I mean? You gotta like re- apply so much, so much psi to this thing just to crush it.
1: You need a rifle.
0: So uh, that was. A, but I have seen once. I've thought about that too. Yeah. Should I, should I shoot this thing? You know. <laughs> I had. I just. Did, just a real quick. I had an apartment that was in a basement years back, and that's where <laughs> I did my periodic wars with the roaches. And you definitely. you You. you, you come into a hunter prey sort of situation where you start to think like the cockroach in order to get them Stop painting your face and we'll, we'll, we'll save that for our uh, etymology podcast coming <laughs> up in a while uh anyway so uh everett says he thought they were going to get murdered he saw, th- thought they were getting murdered and then tells wendy to get used to cockroaches if she wants to live in the big apple if she wants butterflies go back to the suburbs with mommy and daddy wendy resents that she knows suffering once her daddy took away her bloomingdale's credit card there you go. I don't know then. how she handled that. There's your joke, folks, for the for the page. Uh, Wendy <laughs> asks Everett to kill the bug for five bucks. He agrees to do it for ten. I like that. A little uh, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. shit. Uh, in a wide shot of the apartment, we see several groups of cockroaches mourning the fallen, and we learn the cockroach's name was Mo.
1: There you go. Yeah, I wonder if it was really pregnant. <laughs> yeah,
0: Moe could be a male. I thought about that. Could be a male or female name, so it's hard to could say. Could be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's Saturday night we're gonna move ahead to uh, Angel's date. She's getting ready for a date with Don, while Wendy hangs out in the bed in the bedroom. We see that uh, Angel has a drawing board and a pegboard behind it with a T-square and other tools, as well as uh, a little poster that says Angel loves Studio Inc. I N K. posted to it. Uh, Wendy comes in, asks if Don is our HTB, which is uh, I looked it up and uh, I-, I-, I came up with a uh, hate the bitch. Uh-huh. Um, hard to believe and uh unfortunately it's neither of those it's actually husband to be okay <laughs> angel says she doesn't want a husband at least not for now she's comfortable on her own uh don shows up the cockroaches are glad that the red one has a date so she won't be there to uh, get in their way of their fun i guess yeah. uh, at, <laughs> at the door, don's a pretty quick mover he kisses her right away and uh says that he likes to get that over with in the beginning just to take the pressure off are we ready and uh some of the lady cockroaches
0: are jealous of him. (laughs) (laughs) Dreamy Don. Oh, man. Wow, what a a man he must be, right? Hey, hombre. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) In the back of a cab, uh, Don asks Angel uh, to tell him everything about angel love. And Angel says, Everything? Well, I was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I moved to New York to be an artist, but the art jobs I found couldn't pay the rent. So I waitress at the balloon. I mean, I like waitressing, but I love to sit at my drawing board and draw and draw and draw and... Don, don fall asleep. Wow. <laughs> so Angel is taking this as a as a implication that she is quite boring.
0: E- even though really her story couldn't have been more than, you know, I mean, how long did it take you? Ten seconds. You know, ten seconds. I mean, like...
1: yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's a a narcolepsy.
0: Probably yes. He's got some problems. So, uh, meanwhile, back at the apartment, a drunken bum is scaling the building to take a nap in apartment 4E. That's Wendy and Angel's apartment. He wants to get in there because he likes their couch. But Wendy is still there, still practicing lines for this snowy, showy detergent commercial that we don't even know if, she, if she's auditioning for it or not. Yes. Uh, the bum just comes in right through the window. It's uh, amazing. The, I know. I mean, the, <laughs> it's so brazen. I also like that he's wearing an I Love New York ball cap. And it looks mm-hmm. like the ones like with the mesh Yeah. In the back, right? A
1: trucker hat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I just like to assume that's what it is. I don't know. We can't. It doesn't have a cross hatching, but it's got to be, as they say, with the foam front too. Those were big in the (laughs) eighties. Yes. (laughs) Uh, He knocks over a pot of flowers. This is a rare actual flower pot in the series right here. I Mm. swear, most of the time it's like a coffee cup. Anything, you know, like they don't have anything else. Uh, Wendy screams for help, and the word actually forms in her mouth. That's the whole panel. Yes, her mouth open, her teeth, and the word help in blue inside of her mouth. It was very Daffy Duck. I liked it. <laughs> uh, the bum apologizes, says he thought no one was home. He just wanted a net, and he's about to leave, but Wendy can't do without her audience. She gives him a pillow with the Angel Love logo on it, which is weird. It's and, a heart uh, with a halo. Yeah, which is, that's what it is, a heart with a halo. And uh, she performs for him while he just kicks back and gets more loaded.
1: Wendy's a uh, she's a, a smart uh, little cookie.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> now we go to the the uh, less fun portion of the uh, book here. Now back on Don and Angel's date. Now they're eating dinner and Don excuses himself. And this is a, a theme. He keeps he keeps vanishing for uh, minutes at a time. Uh, Angel is kind of annoyed. She's like again, mm-hmm. and uh, she takes this as a uh, as an indictment on how much fun he's having with her. She he doesn't think she that he likes her very much uh don arrives back each time in high spirits he grabs angel and ushers her into a cab going to a place called studio 108 named because it's twice as good as studio 54
0: hey not a real place by the way folks don't bother looking that up
1: no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> angel uh she notices this uh odd shift in his boot and she questions him she confronts him uh, She goes, you're like a roller coaster one minute you're up the next you're down Don goes, I'm great, Angel. Everything's
0: great. Hey. Yeah, sounds like he might be up to something. Maybe those house ads about cocaine are related to this somehow. I'm not sure. Uh, Is that this book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait a second. (laughs) Uh, Someone was doing cocaine in the DC Universe. I wasn't sure, you know. Uh, Back at the apartment, the bum is very appreciative of Wendy's performance. Noticing the time, Wendy says he's got to leave before Angel gets home. The bum says, all right, but not before I have... Uh, my milk and cookies that I'm going to take from Wendy and Angel's refrigerator, and he even asks Wendy if she, I don't know right in front of them, too, right in front of Wendy, he asks Wendy if she wants some, and she does. She's like, all right, this sounds a good idea. <laughs> so the bum asks Wendy for an autograph, and she's you know thrilled to give it to him. Uh, she writes to Mr. Bum, love and XXX Wendy Thornball, and That's she great. she ushers him out of the apartment. He has a stack of cookies in his hand, and she is just swooning. She says, my fans, how they adore me.
1: <laughs> now, back to the unfun part. At Studio <laughs> 108, there's a long line to get in. Uh, people are being chosen to come in like like they would be at uh, Studio 54. Uh, Don says he knows the people at the door, and he strolls right in. Angel notices and asks how he could do that. And he just says, they know me around here. and it, Maybe this implies that uh, there's some nefarious... Uh, connection between him. Yeah, and Yeah, uh, I wasn't
0: sure that, that they, but but they, they do seem awfully friendly with him. They kind of let yeah. him in real fast, so who knows?
1: And, uh, you know, as soon as they get in there, Don rushes off to a phone booth to change into Superman. <laughs> uh, no, and uh, for our younger listeners, phone booths, they, they were like these little houses that had phones in them.
0: Yeah, if you can believe it, you had to go somewhere to use the phone. You weren't yes. always holding one on you at the time. And, and
1: they didn't have Wi-Fi either.
0: No, no back then. <laughs>
1: Now, Angel thinks that he's gone to call another woman, so he goes to check him out.
0: He's doing cocaine. cocaine. And that's that's the panel that we saw in the house ad right there.
1: That is what they call the money shot. Yeah. Now, Don, you know, he's, he's, he's a very, very uh, thoughtful guy. He turns to Angel and offers her some coke. And we are to be continued.
0: Whoa, dun-dun-dun.
1: And instead of a letters page this issue, there is a picture of Angel at the drawing board beckoning readers to, call it, to write in to the book.
0: Yeah. Which, uh, did they ever print the letters page? I think maybe in the later issues they get around to yeah, it. Yeah, like
1: it seems the second like half of the run, it's, it's full of letters.
0: And then, and then, you know, the end, they have a, that massive... It seems like she, just, she responds yeah, to every letter they ever got. Um, everybody. But we'll get to that, folks, because, you know, as much as this is just an episode about Angel Love number one, we don't expect you to go out and read uh the rest of this series which by the way was planned for eight issues uh it, mm. and it actually ran for eight and a special that we're going to tell you all about right now so here's the rest of the story angel of number two came out september 1986 and we learn angel did in fact turn down gadon's gracious offer of cocaine uh <laughs> wendy goes to the park uh really just to experience a day nearly kills a baby bird By, uh, I think she enticed him to fly and gets hit by a bicycle. Uh, Everett's Milton girlfriend raps about his apparent taste for white meat. Uh, you see, he'd be sniffing around Angel and Wendy's a bit too much for her liking, and he is over there a lot, I have to say. But in his defense, his air conditioner is broken, allegedly. (laughs) That's true. We never do see, we never do see his. We see, we see his girlfriend's apartment later. Um, and the rap is great. Uh, it's true, it's true, it's true. I'm leaving you. Because why are you hanging around two white chicks when one black one should do? Word. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wendy takes it upon herself to nurse the bird back to health, actually calls the ASPCA, gets some instruction, and I think it's this issue where she first puts on the nurse uniform, the right? Outfit. Yeah, she gets really into it.
1: This uh, is where Everett says he, she should call the ASPCA, and she goes, "It's a red bird, not a black that's
0: one." That's right. She thinks he means the NAACP. <laughs> that, a, that's a pretty good gag. I thought I yes, really dug it. Yes, I laughed at that. And uh, you know, it was this thing did not, you know, back off mild race issues at least. So, no. um, an angel officially breaks it off with Don, and that's the end of that.
1: Yeah, so the cocaine is out of our system.
0: Yeah. As
1: we enter Angel Love Number Three, October nineteen eighty-six, Angel begins hallucinating that one of her drawings has come to life. It's that uh, it's her angel that she's drawn, it names herself Halo. Um she gets a call from her friend Cindy and finds out that Cindy is pregnant and wants an abortion that afternoon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I, when I read that I said either you've either you've kept this from everyone for weeks and like yep. and like you just told her like you already planned it or this is some great you know planned parenthood downtown or whatever Absolutely. it is good job
1: um we find out that Wendy is afraid of rejection that's why she's missing auditions so she decides to call a bunch of famous people to be rejected by because she knows that you know uh, William if she calls William Shakespeare he's probably going to reject her yeah um, and she, she didn't even know he was sick, let alone dead. Um, <laughs> she winds up calling Steven Spielberg and becoming fast friends with her, with him. Um, while at the abortion clinic, Cindy decides not to get the abortion and instead she's going to uh, tell her uh, boyfriend that yeah. she's pregnant. And this whole time, Everett is still sniffing around. So maybe uh, his militant girlfriend was onto something.
0: Possibly, you know. Uh, we'll see how that develops, but I'm going to tell you now. It doesn't, really. No. Um, Angel Love, number four, November 1986, 1986. Chemistry is the name of the book. Angel has a date with Mike and plans to dump him due to lack of chemistry until he dumps her first. And this causes Angel to fall madly in love with him, naturally. So Angel tries to get him back for most of the issue until she does and then dumps him because there's no chemistry. So it was really sort of a <laughs> Weird one-off back and forth. A little frustrating, I have to say, from a fellow's point of view, but that's okay. Yes. you know. This it's, book wasn't necessarily just made for me. Uh, Wendy learns that there's no Tooth Fairy. and This is the issue that she uh, we actually see her mom reclining on a couch in their mansion. It was heartbreaking. Mansion. I know, yeah, she really she couldn't deal with it.
1: <laughs> uh, we, uh, we enter our second arc with uh, Angel Love Number 5. This is December 1986. This is The Search for Mary Beth Part 1. Uh, Wendy's back to nursing the bird, which pisses Everett off, and it it tickled me because I thought we'd never see the bird again.
0: Yeah, it just never uh, goes away.
1: No. (laughs) Now, Angel gets a call from a very happy Dr. Chin. She's smiling this entire time. It's true. Uh, (laughs) In Scranton, Pennsylvania, and learns that her mother is in a bad way. Um, We come to find out that her mother has leukemia and will die without a bone marrow transfusion. Angel's quick to uh, be tested, but finds out that, sadly, she is not a compatible match. So, she's got to find Mary Beth, who is her sister. We don't find that out just yet, but yeah. it's her sister. Um, Everett, who's still mad about, um, about Wendy nursing the bird, he frees the bird in the park, where it runs into its sister birds where they do like a Sister Sledge uh, song there.
0: They do, yeah. We are family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the three birds return to Casa Love and are welcomed in by Wendy's open arms. I, I love the scene where Wendy's pointing at him, <laughs> calling him a murderer.
0: I know, yeah. It, it, it actually is like, it's actually very kind of well rendered. You know, it's oh, different and then, and then than she's, every
1: other. <laughs> then when the birds are knocking on the window, she's like, she's like all, uh, she's got like the vapors and she's like, I want to be alone.
0: It's so, it really is, uh, it's it, out there it really is very yeah go away I want to be alone
1: I want to be alone
0: I think it is Donald Duck it really is so bizarre and this really is Chris and I said that you know we thought we'd never see these this bird was just a one-off yep. little story for Wendy but we end up seeing these birds the whole time and they really piss everett off now I'm not a bird fan myself but I certainly wouldn't begrudge someone else their bird no. I don't. I really feel like he takes it too far personally <laughs> but I uh,
1: think he thinks they get in the way of his uh, apparent attraction to one.
0: Maybe that's what he thinks they're there. <laughs> <You> think they're <laughs> stuck between him and the, and the white girls next door. Maybe that's, that's it. what it is. Um, Angel Love, number six, January 19, 1987. This is The Search for Mary Beth, part two. Angel's hired a private detective to find her sister, and he suggests she take out a personal ad in one of the personals magazines, he says, which I don't know what mm-hmm. the hell that is, but...
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was, like, a thing because I was a little bit too young for that. For, you know, this uh, during the 86, I was six years old, so maybe. I didn't know if this was, like, a part of the gestalt or just something that was around.
0: The only personals magazine I ever heard of was Screw Magazine, and the personals there were how to get in touch with hookers. There you go. So maybe that's what he meant, but maybe it also was to get in touch with runaway sisters. I really don't know. It was, it was It was a pretty dark time for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she takes out this ad and Wendy takes out one also but for different reasons to find her HTB of course mm-hmm. pregnant Cindy tells Angel to add a bit about a million dollar inheritance to the ad and after she does run one that doesn't work she does add that that she says mom is dead there's a inhe- million dollar inheritance please contact me and that of course leads to hundreds of New Yorkers proclaiming they are Mary Beth including a guy in drag it was one of the people I was like you know try anything um, Wendy's ad for an HTV is answered by a very wealthy, very proper child, yep. who and she goes on a date with him, and it actually seems to have a pretty good time for the most
1: mm-hmm. part. Which you know, it works for Wendy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Angel of Number Seven, February 1987. The Search for Mary Beth Part the Third. Uh, Angel is uh she's you know upset that she can't find a sister but sees a televised political speech by a congressional hopeful by the name of Maureen McNeil, immediately recognizes this woman as Mary Beth Love. Uh, Angel causes a scene at McNeil campaign headquarters which is it's such a funny scene. Yeah. Uh, she she first she spills her guts to this poor receptionist <laughs> and this poor receptionist's eyes are just bugging out of her head like what. Um, she also tries to sneak in as a pizza delivery boy and uh, is introduced to the pavement more than once.
0: Yeah, this really ripped guy. Like, who is this guy? They have this super ripped yeah, guy. Bernie, he? yeah. He's like their uh, bodyguard, and he's, he's got, like, pecs and abs are popping he's out of his shirt.
1: He's got his little mustache and mohawk, and of he course. just chucks her out to the street. What is that about? Uh, Maureen emerges from a conference room and clearly recognizes Angel. It gets a full-page splash of her face going, ugh. And uh, she orders... This this girl be removed? Um, Wendy auditions for a big Broadway producer and she stinks. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do get a fun scene of her singing. The, was it the Good Boat Ice Cream Float?
0: Yeah, some <laughs> so song like that, that she wrote herself with the worst lyrics.
1: Right? <laughs> she she starts singing on the stoop to Mr. Bum, and then like cars are crashing in front of her, birds are dying. It's yeah. really a funny scene. And uh, yeah, Mr. Bum, we thought we'd only seen him uh, that one issue, but he's back
0: cubs back and, and he's i believe he is very appreciative of her stylings but uh, yes he,
1: he's just he's just looking at that autograph he's gotten think thinking that that value is going to skyrocket
0: It's going to make it's going to make some money you know what i mean yeah. she, we'll whether she, she gets her. famous
1: or gets killed <laughs> <Either>. <laughs>
0: exactly <if> the crowd <laughs> kills her yeah the probably I mean, that's the, like when she sings, like, even the lids of the garbage cans blow off. They're
1: rattling. Yep.
0: You know, it's like <laughs> animals are, are holding their ears. Like, she must really be uh, not good at it. So mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty funny to, to look at. And now Angel Love number 8, March 1987, uh, titled I Know It's You, Mary Beth. Angel and Maureen have a run-in at the restaurant Angel Works at. That's the balloon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, features New York City Mayor Ed Koch. Yep. Uh, Wendy decides to forego movies and stage acting and just become a TV star instead, and gives an eight-hour award acceptance speech while holding a carton of OJ that had previously held flowers. She actually turns <laughs> it over and dumps flowers out. Um, mm-hmm. And part of this is also because she is a. Uh, we actually find out later. I'll get to that later. So mm-hmm. Angel is at her wits' end. Hires Everett as her wheelman, as her wheelman, and proceeds to don a ski mask and break into McMeal's apartment and hold her at gunpoint. Yep. And uh, to do that, Everett has to walk out on making out with his girlfriend at the time. Um, So I guess we do see his apartment. Oh, no, no, she she calls him at uh, her apartment, I think. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, yeah, so we see her apartment, which, by the way, is very, like, 80s black. It's, like, got, like, African accoutrement. It's very, you know, it's, it's cool, so.
1: Yeah, because she's also got like beads in her hair and stuff. And totally, yeah. I don't think we've mentioned uh, Everett is black. Yeah, <laughs> and I so think is if, so is his girlfriend Lola.
0: If you haven't uh, gotten that by now. <laughs>
1: um, now this all ties up not an Angel of Number Nine, but an Angel of Special Number One. This is uh, dated 1987, and the title is Dark Revelations. I thought the whole time I was going to call it Revelations. I'm happy I got past
0: that. <laughs> you did it. You, uh, you made it.
1: Yes, we pick up right where we left off. Angel's holding up her sister at gunpoint. Uh, We learn just why Maureen left home and changed her name, which is because she was sexually abused as a child. Because, of course, she was. Wow. Uh, Making matters worse, she she stated publicly during a speech that her entire family died in a plane crash. So, uh... If the news comes out, she'll break her—she has one campaign prom- promise, and that is, I tell the truth. Yeah. So uh, if they find out that her family is not a, you know, smoldering mess, that she will be uh, a liar.
0: They know that she's been a liar. I-, I did think this was strangely dark, though, for this book, all of a sudden, it- you know? like.
1: And this is the only issue of the book that, ha- that comes with a uh, mature reader's
0: uh, notice. Not even the cocaine one, huh? That's interesting. Nope.
1: Wow. Yeah, this is the only one that has the mature the mature reader warning. Yeah. Uh, so she, you know, this is the middle of the night, and uh, she tries to light a cigarette, and then Angel shoots her with her water gun <laughs> and <laughs> puts the uh, puts the cigarette out. Mary Beth's like, I'm tired of your crap. I'm going back to bed. She turns the light off. Angel turns the light back on and says, I'll go to the papers, bitch. So uh, Maureen slash Mary Beth has absolutely no choice but to see if her bone marrow is compatible with her mother's. And would you believe it is? Of course. Uh, now, Maureen calls campaign headquarters to fill in an aid of hers and totally spills the beans. She tells the truth, you know, that, you know, hey, this is what's going on. My real family's alive, and I'm going to see if I can't save my mother's life. Yeah. Uh, all would have been good, but the call was being monitored by a scumbag <laughs> who uh, I was looking at the old election results, and he might have been working for Jack Kemp because I'm assuming Maureen was running as a Democrat. All right. <laughs> uh, because she was, you know, hanging out with Ed Koch. So
0: that makes sense. That's figure. true.
1: And uh, we also find out that she has a black boyfriend. (coughs) Um, So the news is about to come out. Uh, Maureen's life-giving bone stuff saves Mama Loves Life. Uh, But politically, her life is in the toilet because she is a lying liar who lies. Uh, Maureen winds up losing the election. Uh, Angel returns home after staying with her mother for, I think it was seven weeks. And she finds all of her friends have abandoned her until she finds them. They somehow planned a surprise return party for her surprise return. She It ends with her saying she loves everybody, and the birds are there, Everett's there, Lola's there, pregnant Cindy is there, and she's showing, she's got a belly now. And, of course, Wendy is there, and she loves everybody. Uh, like, you, like you alluded to earlier, the back of this issue, this is uh, the big letters page, where Barbara Slate responds to every single letter Angel Love received, which is mostly a list of names, including... <laughs> Uh, Lady Pink, who was a uh, graffiti superstar at the of time. Of the
0: era, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that was something really I noticed, but I was really kind of tickled by that because she, yeah, uh, this would have been her real heyday right here too, '85, '86, '87. So uh, that concludes, believe it or not, uh, the entire run of Angel Love, including the special that wraps everything up. And, it, and Chris and I, we've talked about this a little bit, and it's funny because there are so many weird loose ends, like for example, that guardian angel that she draws. Yeah barely gets used uh
1: and that's part of that big house ad too that angel gets a little panel on that house ad.
0: i mean it seems like that's why her name is angel you know like that sort of is Mm -hmm. going to be some sort of collusion there but (laughs) it never really gets followed up on you know we really never see uh wendy's character develop beyond a uh you know kind of gags at the house as enjoyable as she is there's obviously more to come with Everett and his and this this is the issue where his girlfriend leaves him too, right? Or does she she comes yeah, back? Yeah,
1: she leaves she leaves him. She writes a note on his mirror right. with a lipstick saying, "I'm out of here." And then he, he gets he comes to her back to her house and he puts on the uh, the full Michael Jackson Beat
0: It outfit.
1: Yeah, like he's wearing that red leather suit. And uh, he buys her a gaudy piece of jewelry and wins her back.
0: And that's it. She says that she can be bought, but the, you know, <laughs>
1: she's like, if you think you that could,
0: could be bought. You're right. <laughs> it's really interesting because you know, like we said, this was a planned eight-issue series that ran for nine, and yet it still seems a little bit unfinished. You know, there was still yeah.
1: there's no little, closure.
0: A little bit more to tell, and it doesn't really end with a big moment. Uh, you know, Chris had talked about with me, uh, you know, a wedding or a birth or something. No, just sort of a, a nice reunion with her friends after seven weeks of being away with her convalescing mother. So uh, we enjoyed it. It's worth worth yeah. reading, I think. Uh, it's interesting. There's a suggestion that Angel Love is in DC continuity. Yes. as She appears in one panel of Animal Man number 24, June 1990, by Grant Morrison and Chaz Truog. Uh, she's in limbo reading a copy of her own comic book, standing right next to our old favorite, Sunshine Superman, Mm-hmm. Uh that's also where we see uh what's his name from uh Inferior 5. That's like basically every unused DC character.
1: Yeah. Is it's comic of, book limbo, yeah. Yeah,
0: kind of hanging out in there. So she obviously is is somewhere there out there in the multiverse. So maybe we can see in an Angel Love uh rebirth. you know Harley Quinn crossover or rebirth. That'd be great. Angel Love Rebirth <laughs> number 1 her right into continuity folks. That's what we need today. Mm-hmm. But really we did enjoy this. And yes. if you can find it for cheap which you should be able to. No one should Absolutely. be charging you very much for these comics because no, uh, they're they're pretty prevalent and not that popular. Uh, it's worth it's worth reading. It's definitely a little snapshot of kind of '80s uh, culture and art and you know mindsets or whatever. Um, yeah, it's
1: it's very much a you know I hate relying on like. Like like when you see all these like lists online at like the legit comic news sites it's like, Oh, this is so nineties and I, I hate when people like just declare something by the decade that it was from because yeah. it just seems very lazy, it seems very knee-jerk and reactionary where it's like, Oh, eighties, crap, ugh. But you gotta say this is a very nineteen eighties book.
0: It is. And 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 eighties in the pure sense of like we said, you know, the world of yuppies, the world of yep. Uh, you know, cocaine. Ca- casual cocaine use and, you know, people living with cockroaches. It's, it's got a lot of weird, realistic things in a comic book that sort of looks like something got on the uh, Archie Comics reject yeah. pile. <laughs> um, but if you have read this comic or you would haven't, you don't know, you want to tell us something about it or you want to tell us that we're great. You can write to us, care of the podcast at weird science, DC comics at Gmail dot com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Reggie Reggie.
1: No, I'm at Ace Comics.
0: And if you would like to read uh, some great reviews of every issue, have you done? You haven't done the special yet, right? But no, I, I did. I oh, did you that did? One, Was uh, that today, that right?
1: That one is today, yeah.
0: So all nine issues of Angel Love are reviewed in uh, great detail and with some commentary on Chris's personal blog. Chris is on infiniteearths.blogspot.com. He does a DC Comics review every day, and it's always uh, very great and usually pretty okay. informative. So make sure you check that out, and make sure you send us in your requests. We have a couple of requests that we have tabled now, but we are uh, always for, looking, yep. always looking for more. So just give us a DC comic, a you know, a title, an issue number, a volume number if it applies, and we'll go find it.
1: We will sniff it out.
0: We will talk about it. So uh, besides that, I think that's all we got for this week, right, Chris?
1: Yep, that'll do
0: us. Well, uh, hope you all enjoyed the reading Angel Love number one with us, and I hope you stay on the. Cosmo Cocaine Queen. If you want to hear how people scream, go and see the latest baseball team. When you want to hear how people scream, go see New York latest baseball team. Such loyalty, sincerity.